Good morning, folks. This is Tyler Fleming. You're listening to Fear Rock Gym and Coffee Shop. Welcome. So, <clears throat> we are coming to you live from our mobile studio one, a.k.a. the boys' uh, little table in our living room. It is 6.40 on a Friday morning, the last Friday morning of winter break. The snoring you may or may not hear on my left shoulder is our youngest son snoozing away. The goofy dog in the background you might also hear is Space Cadet Breeze, our golden doodle. Our doodle doodle, how long is And I'm going to attempt so I'm sorry if it's not there, to add in some music before this episode. A song, a track that my boys and I have really been enjoying this week is called Astral Plane by Valerie June. Valerie June, my wife and I came across a few years back. Um, She had a Tiny Desk concert. I wanna say she's from Memphis, but I could be wrong. I believe she's from Tennessee. She, I don't even know exactly how to describe her, her music. It's definitely folksy, definitely bluesy, definitely. I think the word is ethereal. It's really out there. Um, but she has a beautiful voice and just a cool soul. And uh, actually, wow. Yeah, I don't need to tell you all that. But it's, she's an important artist for our family, let's just say. Um, And uh, she has another really good one called Rain Dance. But Astral Plane has been a song that I've been putting this guy to sleep with all week. To the point that our oldest son, the other day, when we were in the car, was was like, let's turn on Astral Plane so that, you know, he can fall asleep in the car before we hit the road. So, this week. I want to start with a little bit of, uh, we'll start with the coffee shop portion. We can call it story time, we can call it coffee shop, we can call it whatever you want to call it. But this week, we're going to start with a little bit of a story. Kind of give a little bit more context to where I'm coming to this from, as well as as where I'm at right now. Um, Also sitting on this mobile studio desk, it's actually not very mobile, um, is a little spaceship, <clears throat> and lately, uh, spaceships, astronauts, they keep popping up, I don't remember exactly what the first instance of a, of a spaceship popping up recently was, but I do know, they keep popping up, we watched a astronaut movie yesterday, um, This little spaceship kind of has a permanent home on the tabletop. I did get, well, Santa got us NASA stickers or uh, patches <clears throat> this year for Christmas, and so our oldest and I both have uh, NASA patches. <clears throat> and actually, uh, just last night, uh, as 
our oldest was about to go to sleep. He came in and he, he holds up one of the, iP the iPad and he's showing, he's pointing it at the sky and he's showing us the um, constellations, which was pretty cool. And I guess maybe today's about curiosity. Right? Actually, it's about everything. It's about everything. Um, and just encouraging our kids and ourselves to be curious and to still maintain that sense of wonder about the world and about the universe and about what could be or what is. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a rocket scientist. I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to be an airplane pilot. I wanted to do those things. And it started with uh, this movie called October Sky, which people of my generation I'm sure I know of. I read the book as well. My brother and I shot off, shot off a whole bunch of ro uh, model rockets. Definitely did not have to work as hard as Homer Hickam and his friends in October Sky. The Rocket Boys is the original name of that. Rocket Boys, I like that. Um, And I'm trying to read my notes here. But I think within, you know, it's actually also funny because the federal government's shut down right now. So things like NASA and then this other part that I'm going to talk about, the national parks are all shut down right now. And, uh, the national parks specifically are getting trashed. But um, <clears throat> as a kid, I was really curious. Right? I, was, I was serious, but I was also curious. And I was interested about science and the way that science, I think particularly the way my brain works, the way science can mix with art and creativity and problem solving. I was actually in this program that mixed those things, you know, just like that, to have... Um, science mixed with some sort of problem-solving create, creative um, path and unfortunately and I think this is kind of where our education system misses out but where we as parents and adults in general and humans have an opportunity to and teachers in my case have an opportunity to really um, encourage an appreciation for science and it and, and a sense of curiosity about the world. But, hey, you're good. Alright, it's probably just a squirrel. <clears throat> but I, I was in this program and I was super into it. And then it became not cool to, you know, like science and math and had teachers that maybe didn't encourage... Um, critical thinking around mathematics and so it was just like did you, did you get the right answer did you follow the steps that I told you to follow and to this day I multiply using the lattice method which I know is not the most efficient way but if you're thinking about how people think and interesting ways to, to see where place value works and all those sorts of things the lattice method which is like a box with some slash lines through it to separate place value, etc. It's and it's pretty much the same thing as a standard uh, form of multiplication, but it's it's 
interesting, right? It, it catches your eye, and I was taught that by, I think her name was Miss Knutstrup. I could be wrong. But she also did her checks backwards, and to this day, she was left-handed, though. <laughs> um, she, to this day, I still do my checks backwards. Um, I started doing it then, and I, was, I just, you know, caught on. But, um, yeah, so, sorry, swing back. We started with Valerie June, Astral Plane, and then we're rolling right into uh, space, appreciation, curiosity, um, and how it just keeps showing up lately, right? Um, this, the, the, this wonder that we as humans have just looking up at the night sky, right? Uh, and I'll get into it later, but I've been listening to some Neil deGrasse Tyson lately, and he ends his podcast by saying something along the lines of never stop looking up, you know, just to, like, wow, we're so itty-bitty in this whole thing, and there's something, something's going on here. Second piece of it, so that's been showing up a lot for us lately, which is cool. The second piece <clears throat> that has been showing up is nature. So we have science and creative problem solving and curiosity and that sort of thing. And that leads right into nature, which um, is a pl- the closest place that I, the place I feel closest to something like a church, I'd say. And... Um, my wife went back to work the last couple of days after, you know, where she works opened up again after the break. And, um, so it's just the boys and I, and a couple of days ago, actually, this is, this is a good story. So when the plan goes awry, so the other day, first day she was going back to work, I sat up the night before planned out like what are options we can do at this time and that time and this time and that time just to make sure that we weren't just sitting around and whatever because it's easy to do and we wake up mind you a couple nights prior on New Year's Eve day or whatever um, I was up to like 6 in the morning couldn't sleep doing stuff ended up working out at like 6 in the morning after night um, sleeping all night yet, and so still not fully functional. And I wake up, and my wife heads out the door, and she, you know, about twenty minutes later, she calls me, and I was just starting to dig into a podcast or something, and I clean the kitchen or whatever, and <sighs> she realizes that she forgot some stuff, and asked if I could bring it up to the to work. And so I load the boys up in the car and they're a little grumpy because we had a plan and this wasn't part of it. And we're going down the the road and I hear this this dud. And I look in the rear view mirror and this chunk of black is rolling away from my my car. And I'm like, hmm, that's weird. I hope I didn't hit anything bad. About 30 seconds later, the uh, low tire pressure light comes on I'm like oh okay that usually doesn't happen that quickly 
usually it's already on if it's just because of the cold. And then I changed lanes or something like that, and I could feel the little wobble that happens when your tire's like losing pressure. I was like, shit, this is not good. So I pull in, lo and behold, all the way flat. These tires are just a few months old, so it's just crazy. Long story short though, right, it kinda kept happening throughout the day. Um, and you know, we were able to drive my wife's car home, get things figured out. <laughs> I had coverage on the tire, so we were able to fix it, whatever. But in the moment, right, you're, it's a perfect opportunity what happens when things don't go as planned and so we get home and I'm just like kind of cracking up at this point like what man so I'm talking to our oldest son I was like this this is what I written down was supposed to happen and I'm telling him like at this time da 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 and he just starts cracking up and so he also cracks up at the fact that his little brother wrote all over my plan too and just scribbled all over pretty much like the day before like pretty much crossing out anything we were going to do so we ended up going to get the new tire we went and got my car which had the donut on it now and then we go get the new tire the baby had just woken up right as or fallen asleep then woken up as we pull into the tire shop so after that, I'm like, what do you want to do? Some of the options were like, you know, go to Belle Isle or whatever. And I was like, Belle Isle might not be an option anymore because we got to go to the chiropractor later, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, let's go to Heritage Park, which is this park in Farmington near where we live. We don't live in Farmington, but it's close to us. And we pull in, and as we're pulling in, it shifts to dirt road and the baby starts falling asleep. I'm like, let's just do a lap and see what happens. And we pull in, <clears throat> baby's asleep. And there's a pond. And our oldest is like, can we just go stand by that pond? It's like, you want me to take the baby out in the car seat? And sure, let's do it. So I took the, my jacket over the baby so he has like a little sleeping bag. And we go and throw sticks onto a hardly frozen lake or pond. Break some rules. Come get me. And uh, I was like, okay, what do you want to do? Do you want to go into the nature center? You can check it out. And he's like, sure. And so we go. And we have never been. We've gone to this park a ton of times. And hiked on the trails, but um, that wasn't really an option with the car seat. And so we go in, and they just had like this coffee and a walk kind of event. So there's some older folks there, and there's this older guy who, well, we walk in, and there's a rabbit, and there's like aquariums, and there's like stuffed, like actual stuffed animals. And it's it's a cool little setup, like a little lodgy kind of feel to it. This old guy walks up to our oldest and hands him a green bean. He's like, you want to feed the rabbit? <laughs> and then he's just telling us stories about the place, how he has a um, a king penguin or emperor penguin that's almost as tall as our third grader. 
uh, like a replica and he put it in with the the big diorama with the like stuffed deer and just to see how long it took for people to notice and he was telling me how they had this like observation area where we saw some cardinals and whatnot and he was saying how one day a deer walked in a doe and that he looks up and there's a fawn she had just dropped her her fawn gave birth to it and then they walked away um and there's a microscope there's just it was cool right it was cool but the really cool part was was the next day things didn't go as planned again and we ended up having to drop something off at always work and I was like what do you want to do because we like he he hadn't had breakfast yet anything he's like oh I want to go back to the nature center perfect the reason I say all this um, as a kid I was really lucky to see a lot of outdoor places I grew up on the west side of Michigan so I saw Lake Michigan a lot um, I did a tour of the of Lake Michigan which we drove all the way around it um, when I was a kid um, fell into Lake Superior, Superior camped on Drummond and Beaver Island went to Yosemite when I was little went to a ton of national parks with my mom and siblings visited Alaska the Grand Canyon I've, I've been very fortunate to go to a lot of um, beautiful places in North America and these places give me perspective and appreciation for the planet and for our earth and all this stuff and how lucky I've been privileged I've been to have those experiences and while we we can't do all the things that maybe we'd like to do um, that taking the boys to the nature center going on quick little walks um, through through the woods trying to set our backyard up so that it can be explored these are things that we can do to again um, encourage a sense of curiosity to give our kids courage to like explore and uh, have compassion for just the world around us and how we're connected to all this stuff all these people and things so that's kind of story time that's the coffee shop portion of today's show um the coffee i'm drinking this morning is uh from water street coffee joint my sister uh and brother sent it to us i think it was more my sister because my brother doesn't like coffee um water street coffee joint is in kalamazoo michigan it's owned by one of the best guys i've ever met had the pleasure of working for him a couple summers um doing landscaping and odd jobs he's just a fantastic human um and you know you like to support businesses that have fantastic humans um he kind of takes ownership of most parts of the process so they have a roasting facility that makes most of their own food dog hey lay down go lay down thank you so that is the coffee that i'm drinking this morning definitely with the butter and the coconut oil because well the family's asleep Um, i'm not training i'm recording with you and uh, <clears throat> it helps get my brain and body going 
in a way that uh, is really helping manage uh, my anxiety levels a lot. Um, it's that's but we'll get into that in a second. And by a second, I mean right now. So let's talk about the gym. Let's talk about chasing the bear. Um, so chasing the bear is like a little phrase that I've been telling myself lately when I go to train. I'm being a little bit more intentional about my training sessions. Um, it's not just about completing the work, but um, having some experience. We'll wait. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Easy Breezy Dude. I think that's his Instagram thing. We don't post pictures of him that often anymore, though. That's the dog. Um, and, but I've been really digging the, the work that the folks at StrongFit have been working on. And specifically, though, right, and this is kind of a beautiful thing, is that, you know, there's the principles that they're working on there, but then they have coaches all over, and one of them I've, I happen to have been in conversation with for a couple of years, and he's deep in the process with StrongFit, and he's also a rugby guy. I, I probably mentioned him last few episodes, Andrew Kondesh, but he and I have been talking about how you can use your training uh, to support whatever uh, mood or um, it's not nervous state, but whatever state your nervous system is in, whether you're anxious or depressed, you can experience that feeling and keep it pushing, right? And so chase the bear is to, to really, I think it's to go after that feeling, right? Because when you, when you catch the bear, um, well, maybe you don't catch the bear, I guess, right? So chasing the bear, sometimes we catch him and then if you, chase and catch a bear you gotta fight the fucking bear you have to fight the bear and so sometimes that sounds like a bear growl and going super heavy or not super heavy yet but also sometimes in the process of chasing the bear we find flow right and I had that experience yesterday actually where I didn't, I didn't quite feel um, the fight yesterday. I uh, got a little bit of it the, uh, earlier in the day, but when I went to train, but that session got interrupted by this sleeping child on my shoulder. And when I came back, when he was napping in the afternoon, um, I wasn't really feeling the, the fight necessarily. But I did kind of get into a bit more of a flow state. And I started feeling my body, feeling muscles that I hadn't felt really contract in a while. And I was mostly thinking about my lats and I think they're my terrace. But I, you know, this is, I'm learning, right? Yes, I teach physical education, but I, I still am building my understanding of the body and movement, et cetera, et cetera. And that's also part of it. <clears throat> But this phase, this portion of time is really about 
working on the structure of my body to support doing the things I like to do, to support being with my kids, to support um, doing the things I like to do, whether that's like hiking in the woods with the kids or getting into climbing and snowboarding and things like that, which snowboarding I've been doing for a long time and climbing I've been doing for a fairly long time, but consistently I haven't had that opportunity to do. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> which kind of gets into the why like why do we train and we have the deep why right like protect provide and um, into play are some decent ones Chip Conrad thought of those and that pretty closely aligns with how I feel. Um, but even like some of the more specific whys, right? Like climbing, like snowboarding, like these things that are unique to me. I don't need to be a power lifter if I'm not feeling that. I don't need to be something else if I, I'm, I'm not feeling that. But taking the time to not rush through the process and to, to feel how my body's feeling on a day, right? Some days I go in there and I'm fucking angry and or anxious or whatever and I'm ready to rip. What was that? There's some American weightlifter who says, rip a lion's head off. <laughs> um, Donnie Shackle, I think is his name. Um... <clears throat> And some days you chase that bear and you find flow. And that's a beautiful place to be as well. But I'll tell you, it feels good to not be forcing my body into into like paths anymore. Right? I get to just go in there and kind of explore and learn about my body. And in between sets, I've been uh, doing some wood burning. So like I, I'll carve something into a little piece of scrap wood and then I burn it and then now I'm sanding it and and making it look better and I've been learning about coffee ways that you can use coffee to make a natural stain and all sorts of shit. <clears throat> um, yeah, but that's where I'm kind of at with training. Um, the gym portion really is. Uh, been enjoying spending time outside with my kids. I've been feeling the drive to, to climb, to uh, snowboard more. Uh, some folks that I that are influencing that. Um, Taro Tamai is this really cool snowboarder from Japan and surfer. And he makes snowboards called Gentum Sticks and they are made to surf on top of powder really to, to float on the powder and since I've been snowboarding which I think I started maybe in fourth or fifth grade I've never really been interested in tricks necessarily um, probably because I wasn't very confident back then but I've just more enjoyed it enjoyed riding and I could ride down pretty much anything I'd like but those those big sweeping cur uh, turns or the tight ones or going through woods or whatever I, re I really enjoy that feeling of sliding on the snow and just feeling those turns. And um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to 
getting back into that eventually and taking the boys to do that eventually. We still have no snow and it's December 4, December, January 4th, 2019. And then climbing is, um, I think it's a beautiful way to, you know, solve problems physically, which I think is something that you'll hear me circle back to uh, in the future. And then the last one is um, BJJ is something I'm super interested in, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but I haven't had that opportunity yet, so I won't really speak on it. But um, again, all these things are about feel and flow for me and what feels good and uh, you know my training supporting that as well as supporting me being successful in life, right? Um, being in a positive mental and emotional state um, getting my nervous system in the right places, using nutrition to balance that out. Man, it's just, it's made a huge difference so far. Last little thing. Um, I think we'll call this Rocket Boys Book Club because, well, you'll find out. But um, I want to kind of highlight some things that I've been really digging lately um as well as this is a space where i want to like share what i'm what i am digging lately and um allow for that conversation to continue um actually my friend anthony his wife um his wife posted that she was going to be using an app called goodreads to um, track how many books she's reading this year and her goal is to read way more than mine but um, I'm using the app to kind of keep track of it as well and so I wanted to share some of the things I have on here as well as what I've been reading I'm still working my way through The Alchemist it's really cool to reread it after some years away from it um, that's by Paulo Coelho um, another book that I'm probably about halfway through is Last Child in the Woods. That's by Richard Louvre. And it's uh, the subtitle to that is Saving Our Children from Nature Deficit Disorder. And that kind of goes with uh, letting your kids lead and, and letting them explore and get their hands dirty and have that experience and appreciation for the outdoors. Um, recognizing the privilege that we have to get to these places, but also how can we get more kids outside um moving and experiencing the world some other books on this list kiss or kill confessions of a serial climber by mark twight sapiens as well as um sapiens a brief history of humankind homo deus a brief history of tomorrow 21 lessons for the 21st century those are all by yuval noah harari uh he's a he or she is a author that i've been seeing a lot lately Skin in the Game, Hidden Asymmetries in Daily Life, as well as Black Swan, The Impact of the Highly Improbable, both by Nassim Nicholas Taleb. I've owned them for more than a year now. Gotta finish them, or get to them and finish them. The Nature Principle and Vitamin N, both by Richard Louvre. Astrophysics for People in a Hurry, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Mindset, The New Psychology of Success, Carol Dweck. And Freestyle by Carl Powley. Those are the books that I have on my list for the year. 
I'll likely add more and invite you to do the same. I think there's a way you can like be in conversation with people um, for this. So maybe I'll call that little thing Rocket Boys Book Club and there's gonna be a cool little image for that. I think it's gonna be a T-Rex in a spacesuit. Um, yeah, podcasts I've been digging lately, Barbell Buddha Rediscovered. It's a cool way they're honoring the late Chris Moore by going back through his catalog and kind of having that um, strongest on the field radio just released a little episode. They're they're the homies. Give it a, a listen and a follow, as well as uh, the Dead Man's Coffee Club, because I'm part of that. Um, Star Talk Radio, that's Neil deGrasse Tyson's show. It um, is super dope, and it's very it's much more uh, professional. Um, it like has segments and commercial breaks and things like that, but it's also really fun. Oh wow, in the world, it's a it's a kids like sciencey show, um, but it's creative and they ride giant flying squirrels and birds and stuff. It's cool, um, as well as the freestyle way. That's Carl Polly's podcast. Just really started releasing season two. Other ones that I'm listening to. Those ones are the main ones I've been listening to lately. Um, other ones on my list include, oh, I don't know if this is going to mess it up. Oh, Tate that Tate, that's the Strong Fit podcast. That's one of my favorite um, podcasts of all time. I love it. Revenge of the Jocks um, with Martellus Bennett. Um, Dissect, that's <clears throat> Mark Twight. Um, safety third that's by the folks who put out um the dirtbag diaries which was one of the first podcasts i ever listened to power athlete i really like um and the sisu way it's pretty much it for now but uh really like the strong fit podcast um really dig that one and the other ones i for sure listen to but that one i really really dig as well as star talk radio i've been really digging lately that is 34 minutes, almost 35. Um, this is pretty much what it's going to look like. And in the future, I'll dive deeper into some of those podcasts or books or whatever. But I just kind of wanted to introduce the uh, segment. Um, we'll talk about the coffee shop, what I'm drinking, some music. We'll talk about uh, how the gym and training are going. And then we'll... We'll talk about the Rocket Boys Book Club, and um, yeah, that's that's what this is looking like. Um, you have been listening to Fear Rock Gym and Coffee Shop. Thank you, as always, for listening. Have a super dope day.